Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Entrepreneurial Chiropractic Podcast, where we interview successful chiropractors to learn about their journey, the obstacles that they've overcome, and how you can model their approach to build your chiropractic practice. My name is Andrew Alex, and I'm joined, of course, by my wonderful, successful, strong friend and colleague, Scott Solari. How are you, Scott? I'm doing great, Andrew. It's good to see you. It's good to see that beautiful beard of yours. Looks like you trimmed it up a little bit. Looks nice. I always, well, I'm trying to look nice these days. And well, you know, you, you're an inspiration for me. (laughs) And um, speaking of inspirations, I, we have a really excellent uh, entrepreneurial chiropractor for the show today, your guest, your interviewee. His name is Dr. Jeff Langmaid, and ah. he is a practicing chiropractor, author, speaker, entrepreneur, founder of the Evidence-Based Chiropractor and Chiro Office Coverage, an authority on interdisciplinary communication, practice, and marketing. He has been heralded as one of the chiropractic's new innovators and featured on Yahoo Health, Prevention, and by CBS News. Dr. Jeff also hosts the Evidence-Based Chiropractor podcast and is the author of Marketing Chiropractic to Medical Doctors. Scott. Yeah. Holy Tell- shit, Andrew. <laughs> A lot of, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Dude. Are you impressed with the speed at which I can read big words? Yes, I am. <laughs> Langmaid is the man, by the way. Okay. Yeah. He's awesome. Great interview. I had so much fun with him. And um, what the audience is going to learn on this one, Andrew, is... Uh, how to how to work with and showcase, you know, what you do uh, with medical professionals and doctors, and to generate business from them and referrals and to work side by side with them in order to really take care of uh, their patient or your patient, however you want to look at it. Uh, but you're going to learn that and how Dr. Jeff has built his business doing that. So stay tuned. It's an awesome interview. Uh, you guys are going to learn a lot. Great. Well, let's not waste anyone's time and jump right into it, and we'll check back in with everyone after the interview. Dr. Jeff, thank you so much uh, for being on the call today. I appreciate it, man. Oh, my pleasure. I've been I had a great day, and I've been pumped to have this have this call and get it out there. So, thank you. Awesome. Well, I know our audience is always. Uh, excited to hear new information and ways for them to grow their business because we know chiropractors wear so many different hats and they're always looking for solutions to be successful. Um, you know, talk to me a little bit about uh, your journey on how you've been able to get to the point where you're, you know, you're an author at this point. So, like, <laughs> you've you've obviously dove deep into this profession. You know, tell me a little bit about how you got there. Uh, yeah, I'm happy to do so. And now I feel like. Uh, with that intro, now I got to live up to it. So, thanks. <laughs> so, thanks. Um, You're but, welcome. <laughs> uh, my 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 way of kind of getting to where I'm at, first of all, I guess is is sort of unique, but I think it's really a story that any chiropractor could tell. I just happen to be the guy that's telling this story, and really, a lot of it, from my perspective and my story, is learning from others and then transferring that knowledge, hopefully to the best of my ability, to other people. You know, that's how the chiropractic profession as a whole grows. So. For me personally, I've kind of been through it all. So I, I'll give you the condensed version, but I came about chiropractic because my father hurt his back when I was in college, met a fantastic chiropractor, and told me, you got to meet this guy. So lo and behold, my dad got well, and 
I did not know this at the time, but as I learned about chiropractic, my thoughts and beliefs on health and wellness were right in line with chiropractic. I just didn't know that chiropractic was out there per se. So that's what started my journey towards chiropractic. And then I went to Palmer. And after I graduated, I've kind of really been through just about every step, meaning I started as an associate, actually working with that doctor, (laughs) coincidentally, for a little while. And then I had my own private practice as a sole proprietor. From there, I joined uh, a regional, or it was there. We span a few counties, but about a 40-doctor surgical multidisciplinary group that was predominantly hospital-based and located in Tampa Bay, Florida. And then the last few years, I jumped up to uh, a, a nationwide spine care provider um, that focuses on the surgical aspect of things, but really, uh, you know, what we're interested in long-term, of course, is the non-surgical. So all of those things combined have given me a pretty unique insight into the back end of referral habits of medical doctors, how to grow in that setting, and how to communicate in a level that's effective. So I love that you brought this up, man, because I think this is one of the most difficult things. And you kind of mentioned it when we were just talking on the phone before we started the podcast. But it's one of the diff- most difficult things for chiropractors is like they they learn how to talk to the consumer. You know, they have to uh, with presentations and and speaking at a, at you know dinners or luncheons or businesses or whatever. But when it comes to speaking to medical professionals who, you know instantly, you know, are on the other side, essentially, because of the the schooling that they went through. Um, I think it's one of the most difficult things for chiropractors. So how, like, how did you learn to take the right approach and learn the language and learn how to, you know, showcase what chiropractic really can do for not just spine health, but brain health, nervous system health, the whole body? Yeah, I, it really multifaceted approach. So some of it was listen and take in. So when I first started with uh, my first multidisciplinary group, it was really about observation. So I shadowed, I listened, I went to grand rounds at the hospital, I went to the clinic days of the providers I was working with, and really didn't say much, but just examined how they work. How do they make decisions? How do they make their clinical decisions? How do they make their referral decisions? So you touched on it and really hit a fine point, which is chiropractic has had direct-to-consumer on lockdown for like a hundred years. You know, that's been the way the model that it's always gone through is direct to consumer. That's still exquisitely important. And a lot of chiropractors, there's a lot of tools and resources out there still improve on there. But what I found was the huge opportunity was in those interdisciplinary referrals. So whether it was due to the, you know, the AMA versus, you know, chiropractic back in the day, or then the, you know, as far as the splintering of professions and the lack of referrals or the lack of research throughout the years, there's never been a better time. We've never had more breadth and depth to the research within chiropractic and showcasing how we can improve the quality of another physician's patient is really the key. So it's about showcasing chiropractic, about showcasing what we can do, but also about doing it in a proper way and doing it in an actionable way and delivering value to the other doctors in your community is where that reciprocal nature comes in and also how you can position your practice as the logical choice. Yeah, I I mean, I love what you're saying because I'm just visualizing how it, you know, how it can be like two rams trying to, you know, trying to hit each other um, from the front when really you need to be going side by side with the medical field and the, and the doctors there and, and, and really helping them do a better job by you, by you doing your job, which we, we all know um, knowing 
how chiropractic works, that no matter what, it's going to always help, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know, continue. I love that. I love hearing yeah. what you're saying about this, you know? So, you know, I think when I look at it, it's really, and you hit on another fine point, which is it's working side by side. We have different skill sets. So, you know, we know through research that primary care providers, internal medicine doctors, about 30% of their patient base every day is related to a spine complaint. Research also consequently shows us that 85% of them have been asked about chiropractic, yet only 11% have referred to a chiropractor. So there's a huge, what's going on? There's a huge divot there. And to me, it's all about that relationship. And it's about showcasing what we can do, but also how we can do it and how we can improve their practice. So that's about communication, whether it's through case notes, communication through a face-to-face meeting, overcoming obstacles and objections. There's very simple tools and very simple techniques available. Obviously, with the evidence-based chiropractor, we focus on all of them, and I'm happy to dive deeper into any of them today. But really, when you have a, a, a simplistic but an accurate and efficient plan, then showcasing what you do and positioning your practice can become actually extremely easy. But it still takes a little bit of time. It takes some diligence, and it, it certainly takes the, the the desire to get out there. And I think many chiropractors are actually somewhat live in fear. I hate to say that, but they're, they, you'd be shocked at how much, as a chiropractor, we know more about the spine than your average primary care or internal medicine doctor. So being a resource for them and delivering value in terms of updates on musculoskeletal care truly does provide value for them. So that's where it all starts from my perspective. Awesome. I love that. So, you know, just so the our listeners can actually take some very tangible things away from this, if you were to take me through a process where there's maybe a facility or a doctor or someone that you want to start working with, what's the first thing you do? And take me through the process all the way to, you know, building the trust to gaining, you know, re- more referrals from that doctor. Yep. So it, it can break down into some very simple steps, and I'll give kind of the high-level overview um, because we could dive in, but that, I don't think you want me on 12 hours today. <laughs> but uh, but uh, so I'll, I'll, we'll dive into some really actionable tips, though. I mean, number one is just building that list. So you need to know who you're going to reach out to, and the best way to do that is to look at your own patients. Collect their primary care information for every new patient that comes into your office. Therefore, you can showcase the results that you get in the co-management of that patient through your case notes, but you also build the database of who you should be reaching out to. If five patients out of ten came from a certain doc, even if they're not referred, they just happen to list that doctor as their primary care doc, well, that's somebody you should have a relationship with. You're already co-managing, whether they know it or not. So mining your own patient data to build your list, we recommend a list of 50 docs. 75% of that 50 being primary care internal medicine, 25% being subspecialty related to you. you. So if you like to take care of pregnant women, put some OBGYNs, midwives, doulas, et cetera. 50 is a net that's wide enough, but not too unwieldy. Really from there, I think it's a a three-legged approach. So one is making sure that you're sending case notes, reevaluation, evaluation, and discharge from active care send case notes over to highlight what you're doing and because we should be doing it anyway. Number two is sending monthly research because that monthly research is going to build value and confidence in the referral to your practice because you're positioning yourself as the local leader in musculoskeletal care 
and it gives you as a practitioner better knowledge to display and showcase to your patients. And three is setting up MD meetings. So nothing accelerates those, those processes faster than a face-to-face meeting, building rapport, et cetera. So those are really the, the foundational components, in my opinion, and the kind of what I call the three-legged stool of starting referrals. Awesome, man. That's really cool. I love that. Um, so you've built this, you know, doctor base of some specialty and some primary care, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how do you, besides the face-to-face, how are you constantly staying in touch? I mean, if you get 50 or more, you're, you know, you're trying to build your practice, let's say, your chiropractic yep. practice. What are you doing as far as communication-wise besides direct communication? It seems like a lot of, like, I guess I'm thinking of, it seems like a lot of work unless you have a team of people doing a lot of this work for you, right? Yeah. Uh, it actually can be quite simple. So here's, here's, and here's how, uh, is your case notes, as we touched on, sending them should be very automated. Almost every EHR system can output that immediately. And then either some of them either can, even can direct facts. So, you know, and on a case note, you simply have the date of service, the name of the patient, the diagnosis, and the treatment plan. There's a whole methodology behind why those are the key components and why that's the most efficient, but keep it simple. So sending those should be basically an automated task that you should be doing anyway. The second component, as far as the monthly research, it can be difficult. Now, as far as showcasing that research um, and finding the research, PubMed and Google searches, they allow automated processes for keywords related to research. That's one of the things that I use to get that research. Obviously, we also provide that as a service at the evidence-based chiropractor, so that makes it real easy because it's a PDF, white label, delivered to every chiro. So that makes that process extremely easy. And then as far as the meetings are concerned, it's really touching base with that physician once every six months or a year. So it shouldn't be unwieldy in terms of meeting dozens of people and hours and hours per week, but it's really just once you get the wheels turning a little bit, the efficiencies should really ride out from there. So I find it actually to be very efficient overall compared to a lot of other marketing, but the consistency is some of what's key with it. Got it. So, um, how how have you developed like your communication skills to be able to have the confidence? Because you kind of met, mentioned earlier how a lot of chiropractors are probably um, maybe in fear a little bit of going you know going out there and doing something like this. You know what was the what was the thing for you, or or do you feel like for I mean maybe it was just natural for you, but for other chiropractors to get over that hump and have that confidence? Well, uh, you know, for me it was a process. So I'm very actually introverted by nature, but. For me, it was really multifold. Like, so number one is that I felt good about my knowledge base as a chiropractor, but I still had a little bit of that fear. So I think, you know, kind of as we touched on, one of the nice things for me was that I was able to kind of shadow and be behind the scenes. So that enabled me really to kind of build that confidence. Now, from a chiropractor that doesn't, you know, maybe have that opportunity or they're practicing by themselves, I think some of the easiest key components, number one, is, you know, to be, you know, to be quite honest, um, there's a plethora of great podcasts out there related to healthcare news, healthcare updates, uh, obviously the business of, of chiropractic, which we're speaking of today, and, and the research of chiropractic as well. So, you know, you could probably spend just your commutes to and from the office getting a bunch of free, awesome content each and every week. So that's going to help you feel better about where you're at with things. 
uh, the second component from there, in my opinion, and one of the biggest things that I touch on with the evidence-based chiropractor, although probably still understated in terms of its importance, is find out when the local grand rounds or, you know, at every hospital, there's basically one day every week, two weeks, or perhaps every month, depending upon the size of the hospital, where the spine physicians, surgeons, physiatrists, and usually it's open to any provider in town, can go in and talk about cases, and there's usually presentations and things like that. It's very, I've found that that's what I did, and I found them to be very open to chiropractors going into it. So just make a few calls to the local hospitals, excuse me, near your house, and ask, hey, do you have spine conference or grand rounds? You know, and usually they're associated with a hospital that has an affiliation with a school, so it kind of has to be open to other providers. Great opportunity to meet and chat, and also an awesome opportunity to get your knowledge base up there. I love that, man. That's awesome. Um, you know, it's, I'm like a, a loss for questions because you're, you're so <laughs> concise and efficient with your information. It's like, uh, well, there you go, everyone take that info and, and apply it. I mean, um, so Dr. Jeff, like what else do the chiropractors need to know about building these type of referral relationships that you would uh, put out there? Well, I think, you know, the key thing, uh, again, I think consistency and, and persistence and not being a pain in the butt, but making sure that you're willing to put in the time. And when I say put in the time, again, I don't mean 10 hours a week, but I mean take, picking, your, picking your spots. So instead of listening to that record on the way to the office that one day on Monday, you know, take the opportunity to listen to the podcast as we speak today. And there's many great ones out there. Just go in and search chiropractic, obviously. Um, yeah, I think the other key items are just making sure that throughout that process that you're being efficient. Here's what I hear many times from chiropractors when I first meet them is they say, I tried to reach out to a medical doctor before I went to lunch. I did a presentation, insert some sort of interaction here and nothing happened. It doesn't work. And then my next question is, did you have a plan or what was your plan? And the answer is this. <laughs> then there's no answer. So, and it's, <laughs> so it's really making sure. And it's like, you know, to be very cliche about things, it literally would be like, you know, the New England Patriots going on the field and just being like, yeah, everybody do what they want. <laughs> you know, like, good luck. You know, it's not, they're probably not going to win too many games. <laughs> So it doesn't have to be that masterfully crafted, but using some knowledge, using some systematized fashion and making sure that you're tracking it is really essential. That sounds unbelievably basic and foolish, but I've seen it time and time again where there's the rabbit holes of social media and the rabbit holes of this, that, and the other thing. But as far as building an actual human interaction and a human relationship that will last a lifetime, it's, well, I met the guy one time, it didn't work, <laughs> you know, and you kind of sit there saying, gosh, so um, that's not to chiropractor's detriment. I don't think there's been a lot of fantastic tools available for us, which is, of course, where I think the opportunity with the evidence-based chiropractor came about and where I felt as though I really wanted to bring this, this out to chiropractors worldwide because there haven't been a lot of fantastic tools to be able to reach out and build those bridges for a variety of reasons that we touched on earlier. So, being able to have a nice, concise, simple, yet efficient tool set to do so, to me, is some of the most important thing. And also, you know, taking the fear out. So if you look at charts of how people make decisions, you know, fear versus hope, and you could go down all these algorithms as far as being risk-averse and social proof, and just, you know, you don't have to be a 
I don't know, you know, a, you know, a, 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 yeah, a, a, I don't know, a neurogenic wizard, you know what I mean, to go through yeah. and use these as sales tactics per se. But you can use it in a very applicable fashion in terms of, well, social proof. Well, if I'm sending case notes, they're going to see that their patients are getting well. That's fantastic. If I'm able to show them and explain to them very concisely that we're going to, you know, for all of our referral partners, we're going to go through a short-term course of care, and we like to work together, you know, not in opposition with, with people in town, and we also like to share knowledge and value to their uh, to their office, then you're already positioning yourself and reducing risk, so they're going to feel more comfortable. So, and when you have a chiropractic office, the great thing about chiropractic, and I've, I was just talking about this last night, is we don't sell junk. Our treatments are extremely safe, extremely effective, and patients are extremely happy. All the research proves that. So being able to get out there confidently with a nice, tidy system just seems logical. I love it. Dr. Jeff, you've been an amazing man. So what I'd like you to do now is kind of tell people a little bit more about the evidence-based uh, chiropractic podcast that you host and, um, and what type of content, if they come to kind of listen and educate themselves more, what type of content they're going to be hearing on the podcast? Uh, yeah, thank you. Um, so every Monday morning we put out an episode, The Evidence-Based Chiropractor. It's a podcast that takes place in the time it takes to get to your office. So each episode is 15 minutes or less. It comes out every Monday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. And basically what we do is each week touch on a piece of research, a piece of peer-reviewed, high-quality research. We dive into some quotes of the research. We dive into how it can be actionable for you or your partners in town. And we kind of just shoot the breeze about why it's important. So that's another way where if you listen to the Evan Space Chiropractor podcast, you're going to get pretty much 52 pieces of research in 15 minutes or less throughout the course of a year. So that should very quickly build up your confidence as well. So that's on iTunes, it's on Stitcher, and it's absolutely all over the place. So uh, the other thing with that is I'm super pumped. It's very timely that you asked that question is that starting this coming week, I tested it last week, but we're actually going to be also creating it as a video that will be on YouTube, and I'll be doing them live on Facebook. So every podcast on Sunday when I record it will be on Facebook Live. It will be available in iTunes, on iTunes and Stitcher on Monday morning, and we'll also have video content from that available on the YouTube channel. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. Scott, you were right. You got me all psyched. This was a great interview. And I'll tell you why I loved it so much is because of the emphasis on building a database. I mean, that's what we teach here at Viral Marketing. And I know that, you know, Dr. Jeff is seeing great results because he does the same thing. He builds a database of medical professionals based on the people that are coming into his office, keeping them educated with the client information, what how he's serving his clients, and uh, and basically and keeping the doctors up informed with how those patients are working. And uh, it's just a really great network of keeping everyone informed. And then that way it builds a referral business. Yeah, it really is, man, Andrew. And, um, you know, uh, Jeff called it the three-legged stool, but it, it's a simple process. It just makes so much sense. Like, obviously get the information from your patients on who their primary care doctor is and start – you know, communicating with them about case notes and, you know, and, and going over that. And I think it's just, uh, you know, 
within the chiropractic profession, so many chiropractors, and we kind of talked about this, learn how to speak to the consumer directly, but not how to speak to the doctor. And so just educate yourself, learn the language a little bit, go do rounds in the hospital, do whatever you got to do to learn the educate and be educated enough to where you're confident to speak to the doctors. Because if you can partner up and be side by side with the doctor, you're going to not only help more people, but you're going to change the, the culture of chiropractic in general. Yeah. Excellent advice. Thank you, Scott. Thank you very much to Dr. Jeff Langmaid. Of course, thank you to all of our listeners out there. This has been another exciting episode of the Entrepreneurial Chiropractor Podcast. We'll see you next week. Take care. Take care.